Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. It's another edition of Simply Financial. Great to have you along with us today. I am Walter Storholt alongside the great Kevin Ray. We turn to Kevin each week for guidance and advice in the financial world. He is your financial coach with Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Kevin, what's up? How are you? The great Kevin Ray. I the, great like the great Kevin v- Ray. That's right. Like the great Randini. Huh? You putting me in that realm today? Ran- what's a Randini? Remember, he was a magician. Oh, I, I don't know was. this one. I think, yeah. The great he Randini? A, is this? Yeah, it's silver beard, kind of looked like Santa Claus guy, nice guy. You're, you know? date, you're dating yourself, Kevin. Well, I guess I am. I'm, I'm, I'm long in the tooth. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up. The great Randini. You're correct. The great Randini. Uh, enter, oh, well, this is the great Randini DJ and karaoke company in New Jersey. <laughs> or maybe it's Randini then. I can't. Something like that. Oh, or, or Randy. James Randy? Does that sound right? No, I thought it was Randini or something like that. Okay. I'm so old I can't remember. There, I'm just looking on uh, Wikipedia. There is uh, the amazing Randy. Later chose to, <laughs> He was a magician who later chose to devote most of his time to investigating paranormal and occult phenomena. How about that's that? That's the guy. That's, that's the, guy. the guy. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. That's the guy. Yep. So maybe his show was the Rand- Randini or something like that. His name was Randy, but he must have added some extra letters to the celebration of the magic. I remember seeing him on TV all the time, and he was like trying to, you know, show that uh, it's seances and those types of things. Okay. You know, you go behind the scenes and show you how it's done. It's always an interesting thing. Interesting. Yeah, you do like the bent the bent fork and the bent spoons and that kind of yeah, thing. B- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do, are you a magic fan? Do you like magic type, type stuff? I do. Yeah. I do. You know, some of these, they, they, when they show you behind the scenes how they do it, it's like, it's so simple. How could you not figure that out? I know. But when it's in front of you, it's like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you ever watch like uh, Penn and Teller? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their show was really good. I always enjoy watching some of the people that go up there to try and fool them. And just almost every single one, you're just like, how in the world are they figuring this stuff out? <laughs> it blows me away. Yeah, I like watching that show. One of the neatest things I think I got to uh, experience in college, it was just kind of a cool night. We were um, There was some like event that was going on. Um, that my wife was involved in, and they had flown in a magician from California to perform for the event. And, you know, just it was like a school club, and this was their one big yearly show. And they, it's all student-led, but then their, like, big act is somebody they always would bring in. And so they flew in this magician who was, he was pretty young, and he was from California, but because of the flights, he had to come out a day early. So we ended up being able to just kind of hang out with him for the night in just a very relaxed setting, you know, in somebody's house. And it was so cool because he it was like very, uh, I don't know, casual magic, right? So he was just doing really cool like card tricks and things like that while we were just all hanging out. And he, I mean, he was obviously just the star of the party with him just like pulling out things left and right. But <laughs> it was so cool to be up close to it and in just kind of a very relaxed setting like that. It was just a really neat night of just, you know, 
you're two feet away from the guy. It's one thing when you're watching him on stage, maybe they can get away with more, but you're two feet away and you can't figure out how he's doing the stuff he's doing. <laughs> I know. All the practices that take. And, yes. You know, it's, it's mind-boggling sometimes. And then his show was amazing, despite it being, you know, kind of a small-time little college student thing. He, he showed out. It was, it was pretty cool. So uh, This has nothing to do and no segue with anything we're going to talk about on the show today, but uh, there you go. I don't know how we got to talking exactly about, about magic, but. Oh, the, the amazing the, and great the, Kevin Ray. That's how yeah. we got there. That's right. <laughs> started there. That's where it started, uh, but not where it will finish. No, we've got lots of great things to talk about today on the show. We're going to talk about unhealthy financial foods. <laughs> where are you getting those empty calories and added sugar in your financial plan? That'll be kind of fun. And also will probably make us a little hungry on the show today, Kevin. I'm already uh, starting to get hungry. Exactly. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more serious. We're going to talk about divorce on today's show and some of the top mistakes that get made uh, when folks go through a divorce. We're going to try and give you a few things to be aware of if, unfortunately, you have to go through one one day or maybe are going through one uh, currently, some things to be aware of, plus much more all straight ahead on the show. We talked a little bit about March Madness uh, the other week, Kevin. My bracket was pretty much busted right out of the gate. You know, it was good to see Michigan, you know, doing well for a while, of course, and um, I don't know if you're a Wolverine fan, but I am. There you go. Especially football. I know you're not. I know you're not a big basketball guy, but yep, you know. yep. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you a basketball player. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the news, uh, March Madness once again kind of hitting the headlines, and this caught your eye in particular, just because of some of the things that have been talked about um, in Michigan in regards to gambling and that sort of thing lately. But thanks to mobile sports betting, gambling on March Madness this year is expected to easily surpass the previous record of $8.5 billion by the end of the tournament. Um, online gambling now legal in 25 states. Can you imagine the revenue that's going to create and then the other 25 states should come on pretty quickly? I don't know about you, Walter, but here in Michigan, I'm hearing on the radio all the time, you know, you can sign up for this new, you know, sports betting thing and then they give you free $100 or, or free first bet or something of that nature. Yep. I think that's going to turn into a juggernaut and and of revenue for somebody, obviously the betting place. And then, you know, Uncle Sam's going to take his share too. So I think that's going to be huge. So eight and a half billion just in March. So think what happens in the full year. Oh, I can't believe it. It's it's already tremendously big and it's still really in its infancy. You know, they're just scratching the surface of what it's going yeah. to be because it's not pervasive yet throughout, you know, all of all, all different communities and all different portions of the population. So it's still, a, I would guess, a pretty small subset of people that do it. And now with it becoming even more and more accessible in more places, I'm sure you know more folks will be jumping on board. But the house always wins, Kevin, and so does Uncle Sam. So yeah, don't make this your financial plan, right? <laughs> Please don't. That eight Please and a half don't. billion. Just think of that was invested. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So interesting stat to look at. Maybe next year we'll have to check back in and see if that number climbs even more. We'll have to keep our eye on it and see what happens. I'm sure it will. All right, I'm already hungry, so let's talk about food. Um, un unhealthy foods and finding their parallels into the financial world, okay? I'll start you off with an easy one. Empty calories, those empty calories. Where do we find them in food, and where do they also appear in the financial world? Well, food's pretty easy, right? We can talk about, you know, the Mountain Dew, the Snickers, you know, the kettle chip corn. And then those pastries and desserts. Can you tell what I eat all the time? <laughs> oh, you're just naming all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. As I'm sitting here sipping on my soda and... Uh, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I get you. Digest, then, digesting the pizza I just consumed a little while ago. <laughs> so if you look at some of those things, they're, they're just full of you know, empty calories. In the financial world, where do you think it's at, Walter, if you had to guess? 
financial world empty calories. I've got to think of like when people get really big financial plans. Yeah. You hit it right on the head. Okay. You know, you get this hundred page and I've, and I've been doing this almost 30 years now and people will come in and I'll say, do you have a financial plan? They'll plunk this great big notebook down on the table, charts, graphs, and all this monstrosity, I call it, of empty calorie financial planning. And the reason is this, they're boilerplate plans. And you remember talking to Paul about this when he worked for Morgan Stanley? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's think, the same kind of thing. Yeah, I think they, they charged $2,500 to put the plan together. And 90% of that was the same for everybody. Just in other words, they want to fill the page, make it look big, make it look important. And what does that do? When you get that big, Walter, if I walked into your uh, office today and said, here's your financial plan, I'd plop down a 100-page report. What's the first thing that's going to happen to you? I'm going to glaze over. You're going to glaze over. Then that's going to lead to? <laughs> Just like donuts. Um, so you enjoy the food, the food puns. Let's, let's fill this up with food puns today. <laughs> there you go. So you glaze over, and then that leads to what? Uh, I don't really end up understanding anything about what you're trying to talk to me about. Exactly. And then you're going to procrastinate, right? I'm not going to take action. Yeah, most likely. Because you're overwhelmed. And that's why, you know, our simplicity process, I know we talk about it every week, but it's a three-page report. It doesn't have all those filler pages. It's custom. And that's what needs needs to go for each and every one of our listeners. You need something custom for yourself. You need something simple and easy to understand. And more importantly, you need to know how you're going to generate income. That's what a financial plan, to me, should be and should incorporate. It's not 100 pages of filler stuff. It's something that boils down to you in your particular situation. So stay away from those empty calories financial plans. Very true. That's a big one. Empty calories. We don't want those when we're trying to eat healthy, and we don't want them when we want to have a healthy financial plan either. When we hear all the time about Kevin, but it's still really hard to avoid, is that added sugar in our diets. What makes it so bad, and what's the financial parallel? Well, the added sugar, you know, it took me years to figure that out. Can you explain that? That's like uh, where you go to drink some some apple juice, and you think it's being healthy because, hey, it's apple juice. It's supposed to be good for you. And then you find out it has more sugar added to it than a soda, like a full-blown soda has less sugar than a fruit drink which doesn't exactly. make sense. Exactly. I was sitting with a client not too long ago, and they had the special. It was one of those protein drinks. I can't remember which one. And the added sugars were 40 grams. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, it's supposed to be healthy for you, right? So those you know, those things are out there all over. But in the financial world, if don't, I'm going don't, to... Don't, don't ever go and look at how much added sugar is in sweet tea. I, I know you're not a sweet tea guy, although when you, no. whenever you travel to Charlotte, I'm sure you... When you go out to eat lunch with Paul, you probably uh, have the option to get a little sweet tea. Yeah, he drinks it all the time. I do not. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried some sweet tea? Yeah, I'm I'm just not a tea fan. Yeah, okay. So you're not even like an unsweet tea No, I'm not a tea guy at all. See, my my parents are northerners, and then I grew up in the south, so it was always an interesting collision of watching them get laughed at when they would order unsweet tea in a restaurant in the south versus me then whenever we travel up north to visit family ordering a sweet tea and them not knowing what in the world I'm talking about and then trying to give me iced tea. And I'm like, no, no, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> or sun tea, right? You bake it in the sun. So, yeah. Something totally different. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. That's what my dad likes, by the way. So Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So yeah, there's added sugars and everything. I even saw somebody um, uh, the other day pointed out that um, like a can of soup, like Campbell's soup, tomato soup, has added sugar in it. Well, you get the tomato, you got to add sugar to it, oh, right? Oh my gosh. To cut the acidity, they add sugar. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere you look. But where's the one thing in the financial world you think some of the added sugar comes into play? 
Mm, it's got to be like um, things that don't like the, to me. It's the things that don't appear as they seem because it's yeah. like the fruit juice thing. We think <laughs> it's healthy, but it's not. So I'm going to say like hidden fees, that sort the, of thing. Exactly. I give I'll give you an example, Walter. The other day, we had somebody come in into the office and he had his 401k statement. And for his mutual funds, he says, you know, here's what I'm paying in fees. It was 0.55%. Now, when you hear that, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll take that. Yep. So what we did is why he was here, we got on the internet and I went to personalfund.com. I put in his actual mutual fund that showed 0.055. And when we were done, the cost of that fund was 2.3. So here's the key to that. That's a big difference. That's a huge difference, almost 2%. So if you think about that on $100,000, that's almost $2,000 more in, in fees. The only th- ratio that that 401k statement was showing was the expense ratio. That statement does not list all the other fees that come along that most people don't look. You need to look deeper into those funds. Now, if you have an index fund, on, but you know they're going to be cheaper. But if you have what's called a managed fund, you're typically going to run between 2 and 4% in fees. That's not uncommon. It's what you don't know or the devil in the details that's going to hurt you. Net sugar or those fees over time can really take a bite out of your financial plan, your financial well-being, and then your financial weight that you have it when you get ready to retire, that, that dollar figure. 2% a year for the next 20 years, 15 years, 10 years can add up, and that's money that could be in your pocket versus the mutual fund's pocket in that particular instance. That's really important, and I think we really need to remember that. And it's not just with fees, but there's other things we could find parallels here as well. But just the things that seem like they're good for us that might not be. We could come up with a couple more examples on that, Kevin, but I think that's a really... Really good one. That's to talk that's about. the common one. Yep. Yeah, that's the common definitely. one. Definitely. All you right. Know, there's there's overlap. There's all kinds of stuff we can get into. You're right, but that, yeah. that's the common one. If you have any questions about this, don't ever hesitate to reach out to Kevin. A couple of ways that you can do that, by the way, if you have any questions about your financial plan, about retirement, even if you're not ready for a full blown plan, but you just want to have a conversation with Kevin, or you're ready to say, hey, let's hit the gas pedal. What do we need to get done? Um, whatever, wherever you are in that planning spectrum. Bounce some ideas, some thoughts off of Kevin and the team at Insight Folios. If you haven't listened to the show for a long time, I know we have a lot of people who have Kevin, um, but Kevin's local. He was born and raised in Penn Conning, and he has more than three decades of experience in the financial and retirement planning realms. And so he's well-equipped to handle your financial planning, point out some things about your plan that might be lacking, and where some improvements lie. If you want to give him a call, the number to dial is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526. Again, 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, leave a message. Kevin will be able to follow up with you shortly and set up that time to chat. You can also go to insightfolios.com. Once again, if you want to get more information on the website and contact Kevin that way. We're going to have to segue this here, Walter. You said longtime listeners. I'm going to give a shout out to Kay. She listens every single week. Hi, Kay. Okay, thanks for being a uh, – oh, you know what we need to do? So when I used to work in local radio, we had the um, – you know, it's like I was the news director at a local radio station. We had our road warriors. So for like the traffic reports, we branded or we called everybody that would call in and give us, you know, reports on the roads. We found that was the best way to get road reports, not the traffic cams and those kinds of things, but just people calling into the station and telling us, hey, yeah, there's a backup on such and such road. I'm taking this to get around it. And then we'd pass that info on on the radio during the morning rush. We called them road warriors. 
We need to have like a you know like a fan name for your long term listeners here, Kevin. Oh, there we go, Kevin's uh, kids. Ke- <laughs> Kevin's kids. <laughs> maybe maybe more creative than that. I don't. know. Uh, we got to get a little bit more creative. Like Ke- Ke- Kevin's posse, or mm-hmm. you know the Kevin Kevin posse, or I don't know something. We'll we'll, we'll figure something out. I know you like alliteration a lot, so we'll have to figure out. Yeah, well, we'll think about that. We'll come up with something good. All right, uh, let's do this, Kevin. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, I got one more food example and comparison I want to make, and then we'll move on to something else. Um, But let's take a quick time out. We'll come right back. We'll do much more straight ahead here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Thanks for listening. More around the corner. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the... Anyone? Anyone? It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Rocking and rolling today on Simply Financial. Great to have you along with us. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526 or go online to insightfolios.com. We've been talking on the show so far about uh, unhealthy foods and how it relates to creating an unhealthy financial portfolio, some of the parallels between the two things. We talked about those empty calories, those long plans that are just full of junk and empty calories and don't bring you any value, just fatten you up. But uh, no, no real, you know, health benefit there. The added sugar, you know, you get that fruit juice and it's got 100 grams of sugar in there and you think it's healthy for you, but it's not really. Just like hidden fees often will sneak up on people. Your portfolio costs more than you think it does on the surface. I wanted to throw out one more parallel, Kevin. What about those trans fats? feels like we've heard a lot about those over the last decade or so. And people talk about the big dangers of trans fats. But yet we eat so many of them despite all the warnings. And uh, where do we find both the trans fats in food and finances? Well, the trans fats, you're right, it's been all over the news. So the good old potato chips, you know, the cakes, those types of good things. But the other hand, you know. All you the can, fun stuff. See, and, it, and it tastes so doggone good, don't it? It does. <laughs> and then you can burn it in your diesel car if you had the conversion kit. You know, the attorney here <laughs> in my office, she does that. So, um, oh, really? I to, wow. I, I, yeah, I got to give her credit. She's uh, she's quite the novelist on the uh, diesels, and she's had them, and she knows how to do this. Tur- turning it into energy. Yep. In a retirement plan, I can correlate that to risk. Okay. You know, risk comes in several different factors. Right now, the market's been, you know, going up and up and up. And we hear on the day, you know, we hit a new record, we hit a new record. And you're hooked on that portfolio growth. That tastes so good, too, that you just can't stop from feasting on that because you think it's going to run forever. Well, we know sooner or later what goes up comes down. If you're hooked on growth and then you think, well, you know what, I'm diversified, but I think I'm diversified, but I'm not sure if I'm diversified. And you have 10 different mutual funds and they all grow stocks or they're all, you know, large cap value stocks of those nature. You have what's called a lot of overlap in there. In other words, you have 10 different mutual funds. The 10 different managers all own Chevron, for example, own Exxon. So you're not really diversified in there. And the next thing that goes is when you get ready to retirement, you need to shift your focus from growth to income. And that's what we do this show about every week. That focus has to change because growth got you to retirement. Now income is going to get you to and through retirement. 
So you need to be invested in such a way that when the market goes down, because if you're 60 years old today, hopefully you got 30 years to go, it's going to go up and down many times in the next 30 years. Your income, now this is the key, your income won't suffer because the market goes down. If you're focused on growth and taking income, you could run into real trouble. So let me give you an example. Let's go back to 2001, 2, and 3. Uh, we're going back a ways. But you're retired, and that was 20 years ago or so. You're retired with a million dollars. And then you thought, I'm going to take the 4% rule. I'm going to take out 40 grand a year, and I should be fine. Well, those three years, the account was down over 45% if you invested in the S&P 500. So automatically, you lost 450000 and plus the 40000 you've been taking out. Do you think you can recover from that? That's what we're talking about, the growth. Get focused on income. You're, you're, you need to shift that. There are investments on both sides. Nudies can give you income. Stocks can give you income. So that's the big thing I think that you take away from this. Don't concentrate too much on one because it tastes good at the moment. Somewhere in the future, that taste is going to change, and things always change. Keep that in the back of your mind. If you want to, again, get in touch with Kevin and talk to about making Kevin your financial coach, or at least beginning the conversations about it and find out a little bit more about what that relationship looks like, how Kevin helps a lot of people throughout the Tri-City area um, achieve more confidence in their financial plans by putting together solid, written-down, custom plans. Um, he can give you all the details on how that works. Just call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526, or go online to insightfolios.com. You can also email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com, the place to go there. If you are new to the show, new to kind of this concept of financial planning, another thing that you might be interested in is the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. This is a physical box that Kevin puts together and sends out to uh, clients and folks who might be interested in learning a little bit more about the basics of financial planning. Kevin, you're always rotating different things into this box. You want to tell us a little bit more about what you're putting in there these days? We did. We just updated our tax uh, segment that we put in there, the white paper that we put in there, Walter. It's tax season, so it's 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 an opportune time to look at that. We still put in the, a couple of books, put in some couple of goodies from the office. And depending on when somebody calls the ask them, you're right, we, we rotate things in and out all the time. So we never know what's going to be in there on a, <laughs> on a weekly basis, but it's always good stuff. We hear back from hundreds of people that we sent these things out to. They say, you know, we really love it. It made sense. You know, it, it, it was maybe it was the step that got them started on the retirement path and started down that, you know, let's, let's sit down and plan for your retirement. So if that's you, it's a good it's a good way to start. It's a good way to get your toe wet and look and see if retirement, if you're getting ready for it, if you're getting close to it, this is a good way to just uh, dip your toe in the water and see what it's all about. If you'd like to get your own retirement rescue toolkit, here's how you can do so. By the way, it is free doesn't cost you anything. It's a physical box that's going to come with some information in there and a couple of those things that Kevin talked about and a few other goodies. And uh, he'll get that in the mail to you shortly. And uh, you'll be able to kind of learn some of those basics about financial and retirement planning. Get your own toolkit by texting the word KIT to the number 33222. Again, text the word KIT to the number 33222 and follow the instructions from there. That's all you have to do. Text the word KIT to the number 33222. All right, Kevin, shifting gears a little bit here, I want to talk to you about some of the financial mistakes that you've seen people make in the midst of a divorce. We all know the statistics of divorce. I mean, it's pretty much a 50-50 chance now of marriages you know, lasting forever or ending in divorce, which is sad, but it's reality. And I'm sure it's something that you've had to deal with a lot in your office and uh, managing folks who have come in who have either gone through a divorce or then go through a divorce while they're working with you. Uh, how tough of a situation is it to navigate people through? Well, it's an emotional raw time. We all know that. And, 
you know, you've worked together for X amount of years, you're working towards a goal, then all of a sudden something happens and things change. So it's doable, but sometimes it's not easy because emotions really tend to take over in that situation. Yeah, it's very true. And when emotions take over, we know that it can be hard to make good decisions. So here's just a few tips, a few things to keep in the back of your mind. If you are going through a divorce right now, or you know, just in case you go through one, we certainly don't hope that that's the case. But if you go through one in the future, kind of keep some of these things rolling around back there um, and, and just recognize that there are a lot of missteps and wrong turns that people take during this process. One example, Kevin, there's always a lot of arguing over the house. And some people choose the house and trade off other financial assets for it. Why is that sometimes a mistake? Well, the house is, you know, you, you're emotionally invested in it for most people. And for some people, when they come in and, and you know, unfortunately, we, we do have people that get divorced. They think, you know, in the back of their mind, that house is, should be theirs to begin with. Or maybe, you know, they had the house before they were married and then they got married and the other spouse came in. Whatever it is, I've seen this in the past many, many times. So don't let emotions get in the way. Some people assume that you're just going to be better off keeping the house instead of retirement accounts. But is that necessarily true? You know, let's look at just the call I had this morning, Walter. I was talking to one of my favorite clients and she is remodeling her house. She bought the house years ago and got a divorce not not too long ago, two or three years ago. She put the roof on 25 years ago. And you know how many years it's now since she replaced it? How many? 30. 30. So oh, she's, wow. she's being, she's being proactive. She wants to replace it for, you know, needs it. That was 15,000. She wants to, she's getting older. She wants to put everything on one floor. There was another 20,000. So you have to think about those things when you're going into the divorce. You know, what about income in the future? Can you get income from your house? You can from a reverse mortgage, but is it necessarily a smart thing? So when it comes down to splitting assets, you need to sit down with somebody and you need to factor that information into your plan. You keep the house, you give the spouse X amount of more of assets. How does that hurt you long-term or how does it benefit you long-term? You don't know until you sit down and you put that into your plan. So choosing which way to go is the first way. How do you do that? You sit down and you incorporate it in your plan and see which way makes sense. It's a great point, Kevin. That's a really big one. So beware when you're choosing the house over financial assets and having those discussions. Make sure you run the numbers more deeply and consider all the moving parts. Same thing goes when it comes to taxes. You know, sometimes you look at an IRA and a Roth IRA and they look about the same amount, so you consider it an even split. Ooh, well, we're ignoring some big tax implications in those retirement funds, and that can lead to an imbalance when negotiating assets. That's a big one because if, you know, the Roth IRA is completely income tax free, the traditional IRA, 100% of that balance is 100% taxable. It's a huge difference. Say you had $100,000 in each account, one spouse keeps the 100000 Roth, no taxes. The other spouse takes $100,000 traditional taxes on every dollar you pull out of there. So you have to sit down, you have to make some logical decisions, and you have to take taxes into consideration when you're doing this. Now, we don't see it often, but sometimes there's uh, what we call non-qualified accounts, which are non-IRA accounts, and those are treated differently. They have a better tax treatment than, let's say, traditional IRA. Typically, they're going to be capital gains. So if you split those a different way, you may be hurting yourself that way too. You give your spouse you know, the traditional IRA, and then you end up taking the non-qualified account, you're going to be better off tax situation-wise. There's lots of things that you need to be looking at when that comes as far as tax implications. So not only now, but let's say you inherit or you get that $100,000 
taxable IRA and you don't need it for 20 years. Well, there's going to be 20 years more growth and all you're doing is making that tax bomb bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you do that, who's the biggest partner? Uncle Sam. Because remember, that traditional IRA is not all 100% yours. Uncle Sam is your partner in that. And the longer you let it, you kick the can down the road, the bigger the partner he gives. <laughs> we don't necessarily <clears throat> like that, do we? No, no. Uh, another divorce mistake that we see, rolling a spouse's retirement account directly into an IRA immediately after a divorce. Now, this seems oddly specific, Kevin, to be getting into on the radio show, but it must happen enough to where that's why it's, it's being brought up, right? Yeah, it's called a quadro. And when you get in divorce, they, they have that quadro settlement that allows you a one-time opportunity. Of course, it had its own little acronym. Yes, it does. <laughs> Qualified divorce. I can't remember what it all stands for. but um, So it's a one-time opportunity for a divorcing spouse under the age of 59 and a half to withdraw money from their excess 401k, 403b, such without owing the normal 10% penalty. The catch is the assets must be allocated to them under a qualified domestic relations order, the quadro. So that you got to be careful when you do those things. If you're receiving your spouse's retirement account and you need to tap it to pay for some unavoidable divorce expenses, you may want to make the withdrawal rather than doing the rollover. If you roll over the money into the IRA and you need to pull some of it out for divorce costs, guess what happens if you're under the age of 59 and a half, Walter? Penalty time. 10% from Uncle Sam. So there's lots of things. There's a, you know, it's a devil in the details when we start looking at all these accounts and how you, how you initiate the rollover versus you know, taking money out. All of those things come into play, and you don't want to you know, have a 10% penalty, and you don't want to have to you know, owe Uncle Sam any more, any more money than you have to. So make careful decisions when that comes down the road. That's one of those uh, good examples of just how what seems like a simple and straightforward thing, uh, withdrawing a little bit to help cover some expenses, can lead to some uh, negative consequences. Last but not least, one other divorce mistake that happens, and this one is pretty pervasive, Kevin. Everybody's going to fall into this trap if you're not careful. And you talked about it at the very beginning, the emotions. And if you allow emotions to cloud your decision-making, throughout the process, it's going to lead to problems. And as hard as it is to say, you have to, I don't know if it's possible to, uh, to control the emotions in a divorce and, and subdue them and eliminate them completely, but if we can at least capture them a little bit or recognize them and handle them in some way, um, you're going to be better for it. Well, I've seen both sides where both spouses go in and they're still friends afterwards and they do things without too much emotions. And then I've seen it on, on the other spectrum where you know emotions are way, way out of control. So ask yourself this question. If you are emotionally charged, if you're all fired up, what are the chances you can make a good decision? And the chances are pretty nil if you think about it. So how do you weigh which way is better for you? By plugging it into your plan. We talk about this week in, week out. You know, if, if we're going to make a decision and we want to take emotions out of as much as we can, we're going to take what scenario that you think is best. We're going to plug it into your plan and see if it truly is best. And, that, you know, what do you take away? Is that what we're trying to accomplish? Does it affect your retirement number? We talk about that every week too. The rate of return you need to average on your investments going forward till age 90 or 95. Does that number increase? Probably not such a good decision. Does that number decrease? It's probably a good decision. So it takes kind of the emotions out of it. And that's what you want. You want some kind of fact-based plan, some kind of you know knowledgeable plan that's based just on raw numbers, no emotions, and it gives you a direction on which way is better for you. 
Kevin, this is really helpful to get this kind of uh, information. I know it's overwhelming and it's a lot. And if somebody's not going through a divorce right now, um, you know, it may not be applicable to their situation. But it just points out how here's another one of those life events where there's so many different little wrong turns that you can take. And it doesn't have to be divorce. We could plug in the death of a spouse into this or the loss of a job, an early retirement. I mean, there's so many different little moving parts, Um, you know, kid coming back on the payroll. Lots of different little things in life can happen that throw off your financial plan. And that's why it's so important to have somebody that you can turn to to help navigate you through all of these things. Here in the Tri-City area, that's your financial coach, Kevin Ray. And if you'd like to get a complimentary financial review and a comprehensive look at your financial plan, what changes might need to be made to make sure that it's serving you and working as it should, feel free to reach out. You can reach Kevin by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. That's kevin at insightfolios.com. And you can set up a time to chat and go into a little bit more detail about what that relationship would look like. Kevin, thanks for the guidance on that. Still more to come on today's show, so stay with us right here on Simply Financial. It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Fun little questions that we ask that don't really have anything to do with the financial world. Just a little break from all the stuffy financial talk here on the show. So, Kevin, uh, easy question for you this week. What is your favorite breed of dog? Ooh, that's an easy one for me, Walter. If you come into my office, you walk into my house, I have limited edition prints of every wall just about of English setters. Really? Yep. And, you know, I've had English setters. I love to hunt them. They're, you know, we, we use them hunt, for hunting. Hunt, hunt with them. Hunt with them. Yeah, not hunt them. Yeah, hunt with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very uh, small portion of the population that hunts English setters out there. But, uh. Yeah, they're very lovable dogs. And I have a picture of uh, three of them that I had somebody hand paint on my wall in my office. Duke, Snowball, and Alex. So Duke, I Snowball, Snowball, and Alex. And Alex yeah. That is great. We had a lot of fun hunting with them, uh, partridge and pheasant, and uh, over the over the years, and and a lot of good companionship. And I, I miss them, and I'm uh, I'm contemplating on getting another one. So I think you should. Man's best friend. Why not? Um, why not? I think Snowball is an excellent name for an English setter. By the way, fantastic. Yeah, he was he was a lot of white. Can you tell? Yes, yes, I can guess. <laughs> and Duke. Do you know why Duke was named Duke? Why's that? After my my hero John Wayne. Oh, the Duke. The Duke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very nice. And and Alex would always look at you like he was some kind of smart Alex. So there's there's the three names. How they so came you about. you had reasoning behind all your names. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All, all right. You. Uh, you know. So I don't have one, but I I really love bulldogs. Um, they're cool. I just think they're cool looking. I just think they look fun and lovable and tough all at the same time. Uh, one day I want to have a bulldog. I know that they're slobbery and probably messy and <laughs> crazy dogs, but I hear they're really actually very good with kids because um, you can kind of tug on them and push them around and they just roll around and you know have very good dispositions from from what I understand. So. I think a bulldog's pretty cool, uh, like the like the traditional American, an American bulldog. Yeah, they just look cool. They yeah. do. They just look cool. But yeah. I'm also pretty partial to corgis, and uh, in fact, our our two dogs are corgi mixes, so we don't have the full bred corgis. Um, one is mixed with a husky, and then the other is mixed with a border collie. So she's very she's very pretty, has a little bit longer hair, very agile, thin, very well well mannered. 
and then the one mixed with the husky is freaking crazy because <laughs> he thinks he's as big as a real husky but he's got short little legs like a corgi <laughs> well the sensational stacy here um has akitas oh those are very pretty dogs yeah and they're big you know they get the 100 plus pounds yeah so we all have our dog you know everybody loves dogs if you don't there's something wrong with you right that's right that's right yeah um everybody's got their favorite their favorite breeds so i think one of the fun things about dogs is the diversity of the breeds there's just so many different kinds of dogs out there it's just such an interesting thing that they've formed into all these different little shapes and sizes you know yes I think and, that's and, that's why I like and, them more than cats. Not to not I'm not dissing on any cat cat folks and cat fans out there. It's fine if you like cats, that's your thing. But uh but but you know, kind of all cats, they look the same to me. Just Well, I've had cats too named Slippery and Trouble. <laughs> I love your animal names. They're fantastic. Slippery. <laughs> and I even taught Slippery to speak. <laughs> really? Okay. Yep. Wow. That's very good. Yep. I saw something online the other day where some, they, I guess it's a thing now where people are teaching their dogs to hit certain buttons that have then like little voices attached to them so they can say treat, oh, yes. you know, walk, yeah. bathroom, you know, and, and they train them to hit the certain button and then a voice says what it is, what they want. That's kind of wild. But They're smarter than we think. I guess so. I guess so. Um, except for one of our corgis, he's not so the the, cra- the crazy one. He'll just he <laughs> he runs so fast outside. He just runs straight into trees sometimes because he's just so excited. And then he he can't adjust course at the last second. He literally will run head on into a tree at full speed. But he bounces right back up and keeps on ticking. So he's a tough guy. I think they're fun. They're fun. That's that's the corgi and the uh, and the husky meshing together for that guy. But yeah, love dogs and uh, all sorts of good breeds out there. That's for sure. Well, there you go. That's getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Back to the financial talk and wrapping things up coming up next. Stay tuned. Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one half AT squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Getting ready to wrap up today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Walter Sorholt alongside Kevin, helping him bring you great financial information. And if you have any questions for Kevin, never hesitate to reach out. You can call 888-885-PLAN. If you'd like a question asked on the show, you can submit listener questions at insightfolios.com. Just click the listen button. Uh, Beth has uh, a question for you, Kevin. Beth says, I've had a successful career in the corporate world but would like a change of pace, and I'm considering getting my license to become a Realtor. What financial matters should I be thinking about before making a big career change like this in my mid-50s? Well, Beth, I'm, you know that's a good question. I hope you can do it. But the first thing that comes to mind is health insurance. The corporate world that you come from, they're going to continue to pay for your health insurance as part of your package. If not, that can be a big, big expense, as we know. So you have to look at health insurance. How much do you have saved for retirement? So if you retire today from the corporate world and you go into the, to be a realtor and, and you don't make quite as much money, let's say, in the realtor world as you would the corporate world, is that going to affect your retirement going forward? I would say that would be number two. And number three, you're mid-50. So if you're 55 and above, Beth, and you have a 401k, here's something that most people don't know. You can tap that 401k without that 10% penalty if you retire in the year that you're 55 or older. If you retire at 54, you cannot hit that 401k without a 10% penalty. So 
how are you going to create the income while you're not working, while you're getting your license, while you're getting up to par, while you're gaining clients, while you're becoming successful in the other world, how's that income going to come? And that's a key factor. You know, I would uh, encourage you to think if you're in your mid-50s, if you're 55, that'd be one avenue to look at. So if you're talking to a financial advisor and that advisor says, let's roll this over to an IRA, your 401k, it may make sense at the time. But if you need income, that may have just cost you 10% penalty. So those are three things that right off the top of my head, there's other things, of course, that, that um, that make sense going forward, such as, is it going to slow down your social security benefit? We don't know those types of things. But those are three that come to the top of my mind and three critical things that you need to be on the lookout for. Might be a great idea to get a full review of your situation here, Beth, or anybody else considering a career move like that. Lots of layers and little things that you want to think about. So if you want to go more in depth with Kevin and talk about some of these things or anything else going on in your financial and retirement planning life, reach out to Kevin with your questions. You can set up a time to meet or just chat basically to get things started by dialing 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. Kevin at insightfolios.com. Or just go right there to insightfolios.com. If you want to get in touch via the website, just click the listen button and you'll see where you can get in touch. Kevin, thank you for the help on the show today and I really appreciate your insight and we'll look forward to chatting again next week. I look forward to it too, Walter. Stay safe. Stay away from those trans fats and those added sugars and... (laughs) Now you got me thinking about it, so it's probably impossible. Oh, no. That was a bad way to end the show. (laughs) Good talking to you, and uh, we'll see you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.